Hello Life Changes Church, welcome to our YouTube channel. We have got an amazing word prepared for you, so why don't you take out your notebook and your pen as we get ready to listen to what God has for us. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Michael and I am one of the pastors here and I have the privilege of preaching this morning. But it is Father's Day, so I hope that all the fathers have been loved, that you've had breakfast in bed, that your children got you coffee this morning, right? Okay, I'm looking by the shakes of their heads. Okay, okay, okay. Children, step up your game. Yeah, step up your game. But how good was that Father's Day video? I don't know. I loved it. But uh, there seems to be tons of dirt on some of the elders in the life of the church. It's good to know that Gabriel Phillips plays golf on a Thursday and a Friday. So we just kept the cameras rolling. So if you need to know anything, just come chat to me after the service. But it's good to be together in the house of the Lord. And it is Father's Day, so it's a special day for all of us involved. And for some, it is an amazing day. It's a joyous day where we get to celebrate our earthly fathers. I know for others, it may bring some like pain or disappointment. But I remember for me, my dad was a very present father, and he was a good father. And I remember that when he came home uh, after work, there was nothing that could distract him from coming up to me and giving me a hug. I knew whether I was naughty or if I had done something wrong during the day, I knew that his gaze would be fixed on me in that moment. It didn't matter what I had done. It didn't matter if I had blamed something on the cat or whatever it was. I did do that. Once a, a lamp broke and I blamed it on the cat. But that's a story for another day. It didn't matter what happened. My father's gaze was fixed on me. And I can say that my dad is a good dad. He is a present dad. But I also want to tell you this morning that you have a father in heaven who is a perfect father. And in life, our fathers are going to be good to us, but they're also going to fail us because they are human beings. And so often we can take the view of our father, our earthly fathers, and we can put that onto our view of God. And I want to tell you that your father in heaven is not a bigger or better version of your earthly father. Your father in heaven is a perfect version of your earthly father. Now, I don't know how you see God this morning. Maybe you see God as a, just a cosmic force in the universe pulling strings. Maybe you see God as a distant God who you can't have a personal relationship with. Or when you cried out to him in prayer for something to change in your life, he was silent. Maybe you see God as a performance-based God and you have to meet certain standards and measure up to his standards or else he is not going to be pleased and else he's not going to pour out his affection on you. See, all these views of God pale in comparison to who our Father in heaven is. Because the reality is, is if we substitute our earthly fathers for who we think God is like, it's always going to fall short of the mark. Some of us have had absent fathers. They just never showed up. Maybe they were even in the household, but they were never there when you needed them most. I know there's certain people in this room who have had abusive fathers. Maybe they were an alcoholic. They were abusive with their words. They were emotionally abusive. There's those who had apathetic dads, who never spoke up, who never challenged, who never corrected, who let you do whatever you wanted. There's those who had performance-based dads where you could never measure up to their standards and their expectations. But I also know there's some who have had empowering dads who have loved you, who have protected you, who have cared for you. And I want you to know this morning that you have a father in heaven who loves you, 
who has secured a place for you, but who has called you and chosen you. That you aren't here by coincidence, you aren't here by happenstance. You are formed by Him, you were created for Him, and you were created through Him. And He has a plan and a purpose for your life. And He wants you to know Him as Father this morning. That we have a glorious Father in heaven and He is just speaking over our lives and He is waiting for you to know Him in fullness. And so when a Father shows up, when a Father speaks, it can change our future in an instant. When a Father speaks, it can bring healing and wholeness. When a Father speaks, it brings correction to my soul. When a Father speaks, I know my identity as a son of Jesus Christ. Do you know that your father is speaking this morning? He is speaking. He spoke 2,000 years ago to his son, Jesus Christ, and he is still speaking today. Will you listen to him? And so we're going to dive into some scripture in the book of Matthew. You can turn in your Bibles to Matthew 3, but it will come on the screen behind me. It's a massive piece of scripture. It's one line, but I promise you, if you take hold of it, it will change your life. It says this, this is my son. Whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. At the baptism of Jesus Christ, God our Father declares from the heavens, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. He's not only saying this 2,000 years ago to his Son, Jesus Christ, he is declaring that over you today. My English teacher in Matric taught me repetition brings emphasis. So this is my Son, whom I love with whom I am well pleased. Will you hear those words today? Will you receive those words today? And will you allow those words to transform your heart so that you can live worthy of the call that is placed on your life as the son and daughter of our Father in heaven? Let's pray together. Father, we come before you and I pray that you will have your way in this place. Will you get all the glory? Will you speak through me? Will your Holy Spirit be here? But will, it sh will the Holy Spirit show us you, the Father? Lord, hurts, pains, disappointments, I pray that they will be healed by an encounter with our Father. I pray that we will know the Father's love, that we will know how much you love us, we will know how much you delight in us, and that this moment will change our lives forevermore. That we can rise up in faith as sons and daughters of the living God. Why? Because you chose us and you called us and you have a plan and a purpose for us. So we pray, have your way here. Will you get all the glory? Amen and amen. So we need to know that there's power when a father speaks. And so this, this passage of scripture in Matthew 3 actually took place 400 years after the last book of the Old Testament. There was a 400-year gap between Malachi and the book of Matthew. And the Israelites believed that actually God maybe had forsaken them, that God was no longer speaking, that God was distant, that they had, uh, the promises of God had left them as a people. Because for 400 years, God was silent. He didn't speak through any prophet. He didn't speak through anyone else. For 400 years, God was silent. When he told Mary that she would give birth to the Savior, Jesus Christ, he did that through an angel. But for his son, 
whom he loves, with whom he is pleased. At this, his son's baptism, he shows up and he declares, this is my son. The first words in 400 years are ones that affirm his identity. He is speaking you, to you this morning and he's calling you his son and his daughter. Are you hearing the Father's voice and the Father's call this morning? Maybe you feel like he has been silent in your life, that he is no longer speaking. But I want to pr tell you today that the Father is always speaking. And the Father's words bring life and healing and life in abundance. Will you receive it this morning? See, the Father is always speaking. God is never silent when it comes to his sons and daughters. God is never silent when it comes to his sons and daughters. Why? Because he has a plan and purpose for your life in eternity. If he created you, he formed you, and he was with you in the forming, and he is with you now. God created you for a plan and a purpose. You are his son. You are his daughter. But if we have a flawed view of God, we will have a flawed view of life. Because you were created by God and for God for his purposes. And he is not silent about who you are, and he is not silent about whose you are. He is not silent about who you are, and he's not silent about whose you are. Because when the Father speaks, it brings healing to my soul. When the Father speaks, it brings correction to me. And when the Father speaks, it brings identity to my life. He is calling you son and daughter. And so the Father shows up at Jesus' baptism, and he declares, this is my son. Do you need the Father to show up this morning? Allow Him to speak. Listen to His voice. Because the reality is that there's also the enemy speaking. There's also the world speaking. And there's a thousand voices in our lives. The voices of our circumstances. The voices of our brokenness. The voices of our sin, our pain, our burdens. But we need to know the Father's voice. For the Father's voice is the one that will bring healing and bring wholeness and bring a future for you. Do you know the voice of the Father this morning? See, this is not a gender issue. This is an identity issue. Because through Jesus Christ, we all have been adopted as sons and daughters. We all have the gift of sonship. This isn't just for men in the room. This is for all of us. Because God sent his son to die on the cross for us so that we may be adopted into his family. You are adopted into his family. He calls you his own. He's given you a new name. You have all access to the Father's house. Why? Because he chose you. From the beginning of eternity, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows your innermost being. He formed you in your mother's womb. He chose you. He called you. He has a purpose and a plan for you, Life Changes Church. And as sons and daughters, all we need to do is to reflect the Father. We were made in the image of God. And as image bearers, we just need to show the surpassing worth of our Father in heaven. That's all you are called to do. You don't need to measure up to certain standards. You don't need to hold to every principle. You just need to be a son and a daughter of God. In a posture of surrender, I receive as a son and a daughter of the living God who is my Father in heaven. Your father in heaven is not a bigger picture or a better picture of your earthly father. He is the perfect picture of your earthly father. Do you know God as your perfect father today? 
He is sufficient for every circumstance. He is enough in every circumstance. He is enough for your pleasures and your pressures. He is enough for you and for every part of your soul. He is enough because he is your father and he created you. He knows you and he wants to be known by you. See, God is the one who determines our identity. We live in a world where we can choose. I decide my way. I decide how I live my life. I decide who I am going to be. I decide how am I going to identify. But God says, no, this is who you are because this is who I am. Will you know the voice of your father who brings identity today? You're not broken. You are not a sinner. You're not ashamed. You are a son and daughter of the living God. He wants to bring correction to you. And so do you know God as your father? If you call yourself a child of God, then know that you have a father. There's too many people in the church living as orphans because they do not know that they have a father in heaven. And an orphan does not come to the table and think that they can get everything that they deserve because they are a son and a daughter. An orphan comes as a pauper. An orphan comes as someone who thinks that they have no inheritance. You are a son and a daughter. You are not an orphan. You are called and you are chosen and you are his children. He's wanting to bring correction to that today. See, it is only through Jesus that we have access to the Father. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. And just as we have been adopted into God's family, Jesus gives us the power to become children of God. And because we are children of God, we have been justified by faith. And because we have been justified by Jesus Christ, we have also been adopted into his family. And we have all access into his kingdom. We are not orphans. We are children of God. We are sons and daughters. And it's time to live as such. See, sons and daughters need to live in a way that it reflects the Father, that it reflects the promises of the Father, the goodness of the Father, the power of the Father, that we can stand in boldness and courage, declaring that God is good to a watching world in desperate need of Him. Why? Because our Father is good. And this can't just be something that we clap for in church or say amen to. It has to be a transformational moment in our heart. It has to be a transformational moment in your heart that you receive him as father. That you receive him as father. That you rest in him as father. That you draw down from him and trust in him as father. He's calling you today. He's speaking over you. The father is still speaking. 2,000 years ago, he spoke and he's speaking today. God is not a bigger or better version of your earthly father. God is the perfect version of your father. First, he tells his son. It tells Jesus that he is his son. Secondly, he tells him, whom I love. Do you know that the father loves you this morning? That his love can change you. His love keeps you. His love holds you. See, roughly four in ten households in South Africa are single-parent households. That's 40% of households in South Africa are single-parent households. Outside of God's design, outside of God's purposes and plans for our lives, and most of those are single-mom households. The world is in desperate need of fathers. 
but the world is in desperate need of a father who loves us. And we need to know that he loves us so that we too can show people that he loves them. Because the fatherless are crying out. The fatherless need salvation and redemption, but it comes in the hands of the ultimate father. And we need to know how much he loves us so that we can pour out that same love. And there's nothing that can change a life like the love of our Father. Few words in all the world carry such power as a Father's declaration of love for His Son. Few words are as profound in forming and securing the bonds that hold society together as I love you. Maybe you've never heard those words from your parents before or from your dad. You feel like you failed him or he was abusive and absent. Your father in heaven today is declaring for the world to hear, he loves you. He loves you. This is my son. This is my daughter whom I love. Will you receive the love of the father today? Will you let the love of the father change your heart? See, he is shouting over you for everyone to hear, for the enemy, for the world, for every insecurity, that you are mine, that I formed you, I chose you, you are my child, I love you, and you are mine. When the voice of the enemy speaks, he is shouting louder, you are mine. When the voice of insecurity speaks, he is shouting louder, you are mine. When the voice of your sin and your brokenness is shouting, he is shouting louder, you are mine. Do you know that you are his? His and his alone, not anyone else's. Not even yourself. It's not you who determine your identity. It is the Father. You need to know who you are and whose you are. Because once we know that, we know that there is a Father in heaven who has a plan and purpose for our lives. And that nothing can snatch us out of the Father's hand. Not sin, not death, not shame, not any scheme of the enemy will snatch you out of the Father's hand. And we need to turn away from this idea of God as a tyrant, as a dictator, as a performance-orientated God, and we need to fall into the loving embrace of a father. It's a posture of our heart that we know that there is a father in heaven that loves us, and that love transforms us, and that love we need to respond to, because love costs him something. Know today that love costs your father in heaven something. It was the love of a father who sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you and for me. That when I was still wretched, the Bible says, he sent his son to die on the cross for me. Why? Because he could reconcile his sons and his daughters towards himself. But imagine what it must have cost him in that moment. And I'm not a father yet, but I can imagine that God looked down upon his son, hung on a cross, beaten, mocked, persecuted by the very people that he loves and is looking to reconcile himself to. That's the cost of love. And in Genesis 22, 
all those years previous, when he calls Abraham to sacrifice his son, his one and only son. He's starting the plan in eternity of him being a father and reconciling his children towards him. And he says, Abraham, do not sacrifice Isaac, but because of your faith in me as a father, I will bless you and you have an eternal inheritance. And because of him saying, I will give my one and only son. For whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He is completing his perfect plan from the beginning of time that we have an eternal inheritance with the father. Love costs something. So we need to respond as sons and daughters to that love. Will we allow it to change us and transform us? Will we allow it to get deep inside of our souls? Will we allow the cost of love to speak over our lives? You aren't defined by your past. You are defined by the cross of Jesus Christ. You aren't defined by your sin and your brokenness. You are defined by the love of the Father. Love is still speaking today, Life Changes Church. Will you hear the voice of love over your life? It says this in Galatians 4. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, not if, not but, if you, because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who cries out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a child of God. And since you are his child, God also made you an heir. Because you are a child, you are no longer a slave to sin, to brokenness. You are a child of God and you have an internal inheritance with your father. We are no longer slaves to our desires, our temptations, our pressures and pleasures. We have the power of the living God living inside of us so that we can say yes to the eternal promises of our father in heaven. And God has put, whoa, there we go. That happens. He knows his son. <laughs> he has put his spirit inside of us so that we may know him, that we might, might have affection for him, that we might have all joy in him. He has not given you a spirit of fear as a slave. You are not a slave to your vices. You are not a slave to your temptations. You are not a slave to your pleasures or your pressures or your trials or to sin. On the cross, he has broken that power over you, and he has given the spirit of the living God inside of you so that you can have all power and all authority to say yes to the call of God on your life as a son and a daughter. That is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Love costs something, but love still speaks. This is the spirit of adoption, making real to us the love of the Father, applying it to us that we might know that we are love and that we might experience his divine love. See, the reason uh, Paul uses the word cry and the word Abba is that it is a deep and personal and authentic experience of God's fatherly love in the deepest part of our souls. He didn't say that we would affirm God doctrinally as God, that we would just know him as God, because the enemy also knows him as God. But will we know him as Father? That's the difference. That's a life-changing difference. 
Because in there, there is freedom, there is healing, and there is wholeness. Knowing our God as Father. He is calling you today. His love is still speaking. And so his love and forgiveness can pardon and restore every sin and brokenness. Whatever you have done. Will you allow love to speak? Love spoke in public all those years ago at Jesus' baptism when he declared for the enemy to hear and everyone else, the religious elite who would eventually persecute Jesus, that this is my son whom I love. But when Jesus went up the mountain in the transfiguration and he spent time before his father in heaven and he spent time preparing for what was to come and he spent time with his father just resting in his love, God speaks again these same words. This is my son, whom I love, with whom I am pleased. And that declaration of love is one of public and one of private. He speaks to the world watching that he loves us. And he speaks to us in the quiet of the day that he loves us. He wants to know us personally and intimately because he formed you and he wants to be known by you. He is speaking, Life Changes Church. A.W. Tozer says this, The universal presence of God is a fact. It is a truth. God is here. The whole universe is alive with his life. And he is no strange or foreign God, but the familiar father of our Lord Jesus Christ, whose love has for these thousands of years enfolded the sinful race of men. And always he is trying to get our attention, to reveal himself to us, to communicate with us. We have within us the ability to know him, to respond to his overtures, and this is what it is called to pursue God. God has given you the ability to respond to his love. He was always pursuing you. He was always calling you because he is the one who formed you. He is always pursuing you. He is always calling you because he is the one who formed you. Will you respond to his love today? Firstly, this is my son. Secondly, whom I love. And thirdly, with whom I am well pleased. Do you feel like God delights in you? That he is pleased with you? That you are the apple of his eye? that no matter what you've done in life or will do in eternity can rob you of that fact. He is pleased with you. He declares this over Jesus Christ before Jesus had started his public ministry, before Jesus had turned the water into wine, before Jesus had walked on the water, before Jesus had raised Lazarus from the dead. God declares over his son, I am pleased with you. I am pleased with you. I delight in you, my boy. I delight in you, my daughter. I delight in you, my child. Do you know that he is pleased with you this morning? Why did he need to say that? So that Jesus knew that every trial, every suffering, every trial that he faced would not be because of God's displeasure. It's not because of God's displeasure that we face suffering and pain in our lives. We live in a fallen world, a broken world, but he has a plan and purpose for our lives. And he wants you to know 
that He sees you, that He created you, and that He delights in you. Matthew 3, this is my son with whom I am well pleased, whom I love. And then the enemy comes in Matthew 4. Because the reality is we live in a world where there's a thousand voices, where there is an enemy. We've just preached the series of unashamed, the good news about sex and sexuality. And we need to know that there are voices speaking to that. And what does the enemy do? The very first trick of the enemy is to attack Jesus' identity. If you are the son of God, turn these stones to bread. And then he continues, if you are the son of God. But what he didn't know is that God had already showed up on the scene. God was already speaking. And God already affirmed his identity. This is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And no scheme of the enemy would prosper over Jesus' life. Why? Because God was the father over Jesus' life. He is the same father over your life today. And so know that the voice of the enemy will speak, but his voice will speak louder. That you are his son, you are his daughter, whom he loves, with whom he is well pleased. You are his son, you are his daughter, with whom he loves, with whom he is well pleased. Will you allow that to speak over your life and define your future this morning, Life Changes Church? You are his sons and you are his daughters. And to a watching world in desperate need of healing from brokenness and despair. They need to know the love of the Father this morning. Do you know the love of the Father? Which transforms our lives in an instant. God is not a distant God. He is not a tyrant God. He is not a punisher. I was called out to a pastoral scenario this week. A lady dying with cancer. And her husband called me in a panic and said... We think she's going to go, but we don't know where she's going to go. Well, she had walked out on her husband. She had decided to go on a path which led to a bunch of chaos. But lying in that bed, I got to tell her about the love of her father. That when he looks down at us, he doesn't see our flaws, our sin, our failures. He sees his son, Jesus Christ because we are covered in the perfect blood of Jesus Christ. And when I spoke to her about that and affirmed our identity, a peace came in that room and inside of her soul and she declared these words, I believe in Jesus Christ because she received the love of the Father. We need to receive the love of the Father and if we receive the love of the Father, it will transform our lives. It will transform our hearts and our minds. It will transform us so that we can live changed lives, so that we can live lives worthy of His core and His name, so that we can live lives that show people how good and how great He is. Will you receive these words today? You are my son, you are my daughter, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Can we stand to our feet? The enemy will do whatever he can to break the view of fatherhood in our lives. Because that means 
that we do not see God as our Father and walk into the fullness of His promises and His goodness. So fathers in the room, it's time to speak up. It's time to declare words of life over your children. It's time to show them not how good you are, but how good their Father in heaven is. That He is their provider. He is their sustainer. He is their abundance. He is their shape for their lives and their firm foundation. What are you speaking over their lives? What expectations have you placed over their lives? It's time to let go of those things and declare the goodness of God. And for those in the room, when I speak of fathers, and there's a pang in your heart of pain and bitterness and resentment, God is wanting to reconcile people today. Because the same grace that we have received from Jesus Christ to bring healing and freedom in our lives is on offer to each and every one of us. Don't leave here without doing business with your Father in heaven. Don't leave here without making a phone call to your Father, forgiving them, hopping onto a plane to reconcile with them, driving as far as you need to go, because the enemy wants to keep you small. He wants to keep you in chains with bitterness and resentment. But God is saying, this is my son whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. And he's saying that over your earthly father as well. He's wanting to restore our views of our dads. Our father in heaven is not a bigger or better uh, perspective of our earthly father. He's the perfect perspective. Can we close our eyes right now? Lord, you are dealing with us right now. Lord, for all of us, I pray that we will know that we are your sons and daughters. That there's freedom and healing in that revelation. That you are enough for us. You are good. But Lord, I also pray right now that those who need to let go of bitterness and resentment and anger will do so. That you're speaking love and grace and forgiveness. And that they too can forgive. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I pray for those who have gone through life with the incorrect view of who you are, that right now they will experience the love of the Father, that it will wash over them, that it will change them, it will transform them, that they will know that they are kept in the palm of your hands. That they will know who they are and whose they are. Will you bring healing and freedom and redemption right now? Healing from addiction. Healing from brokenness. Healing from depression. Healing from shame. Will you restore marriages and families right now? Will you show us how good and how gracious you are? 
May you change the hardest heart right now, Jesus. We worship you as Father. We respond to your love as sons and daughters. May it forever change us. Have your way. Have your way. What an amazing, amazing word. If you would like to find out about what's happening in the life of the church, why don't you follow us on our social media, Instagram or Facebook, or you can go into our website, lifechanges.org.za. Thank you so much for watching that video. Be blessed.